Hello and welcome back to the Norwich Film Festival podcast. My name is Neve Brook and I'm a festival assistant here at the Norwich Film Festival. Today I'm chatting with Tom Berkeley and Ross White, the co-writers and co-directors of Roy. Trapped in a lonely existence, reclusive widower Roy passes the days by cold calling strangers from the phone book, looking for brief moments of companionship. But when he accidentally calls out a hotline worker Kara, an unlikely friendship is born that will help them both rediscover the joy in life. Now, spoilers ahead, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. So, hello. I am here today with Tom Berkeley and Ross White, the directors and writers of Roy, uh, which is nominated for Best British Film here at the Norwich Film Festival. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, thanks very for having well. us. This is a very, like, like cross-country chat today because we're all in different places, so it feels very worldwide, or at least UK-wide. Here we are. <laughs> So could you tell us a little bit about yourselves, about Floodlight? So how did you two meet? We met originally at drama school. Um, yes. We were in the same year. Um, so we have, yeah, background as, as actors. So um, we began, I would say, we began kind of working together. We've both been writing um, when we were at drama school, sort of separately, uh, doing kind of play playwriting. And we were interested in that and we're doing that for a while. And then when we graduated and moved into London, uh, we began sort of doing collaborating on screenplays and then that kind of one thing led for another we were just sort of figuring it out and working on the form and all that kind of stuff and then um, we decided that we wanted to kind of create a bit of um, a, I, su I suppose like an umbrella company through which mm -hmm. to sort of do some work and so that's what Floodlight became so we set Floodlight up and then Roy was our was the first short that we uh, wrote and intended to then direct it together so we kind of work as like a filmmaking partnership so it's our it's our sort of debut um project so yeah that's kind of the sort of trajectory of things amazing i mean what a debut and what an amazing accolade to get for your debut it's an absolutely amazing film so what sort of drew you to telling the story about roy and cara um i suppose there was sort of two sides that we writing together we sort of found this image early on the, the film roy for those who don't know is sort of about Roy, who is a, a widower living by himself, um, kind of passes the time by sort of cold calling strangers in the film book and are looking for people to speak to. Um, and then he accidentally, uh, you know, dials a, an adult hotline and <laughs> gets through to this woman, Cara, and they sort of form this unlikely friendship and the, the film just sort of charts their relationship over a series of phone calls. So we... We sort of had that initial image of um, of Roy as a character being sort of uh, do, doing that sort of dialing the through the yellow pages, and we liked that a lot. Um, and that sort of sprung the rest. And then there was also the sort of um, the logistical side. You know, we, we, it was our first film. We um, we sort of wanted to make something that was achievable. So the fact that it was you know like one character on set and it was like one location um, was sort of yeah it, it felt kind of achievable in a way so so it sort of had those two kind of pros to it um and then yeah as we sort of were, were writing and developing the idea it just sort of it, it just sort of grew from there really yeah I mean it was it's such an amazing film and like you said you sort of looked at it at the sort of practicality side like it's achievable but it also makes it so wonderfully intimate as well you really get to be with Roy you're not distracted by anything else it's his film and you mentioned it's your debut what an actor to have in your debut, David Bradley. Did you get starstruck at all when you're on set? I mean, he's an icon. He is an icon. <laughs> we we um we luckily um 
So the story of that was that we wrote the film with David in our heads mm. as as to begin with as a bit of an exercise really because we because we're writing together we want to make sure that we're sort of on the same page in terms of like what what this character would sound like or what yeah. sort of a character they are when they're just a name on like a page so we were like oh it would be like a David Bradley type is what we were kind of kept saying as we were as we were writing it and then once it was finished we we sort of just thought we'll chance our arm and so we we sent the script over to his um you know to him via his agent and then you know luckily he he kind of really got behind it and got on board so then we we met him um in Stratford near where he lived outside the Royal Shakespeare Theatre there and um he was just the nicest man he's just <laughs> the nicest man ever and I know he's he's kind of famous for playing these sort of curmudgeonly villainous yeah. roles and stuff so we didn't really know like what we're, what we're kind of going to get but he's just he's just so he's so nice and so generous with his time and he was just really really up for like properly delving into this as as seriously as he would any other project so that kind of helped settle the the, the, I guess the initial nerves from us in terms of I guess because we've got like a background in acting we feel more comfortable working with actors it was more yeah. like the the technical side of stuff and like the camera crew and things that we felt like it was that's a completely different world from anything we've really been doing before so I think he was um yeah he, he was just turned up on set and just sort of smashed it out of the park from the get-go really and made made, made all of that stuff really easy for us because he's just such a pro well, that's so amazing. And like you said, because you're both coming from that acting background, you really sort of understand Roy as a character and you can really tell that, like you almost feel that every decision made is about him. And you were saying like, oh, I don't really, we were a bit nervous about the technical side. Most of my questions are about the technical side because I was just blown away by all your decisions. The use of lighting in the film, like I was geeking out sort of at the beginning of the film when he's really lonely, he's literally in the dark, it's bleak. And then when Kara comes, you get the artificial lighting following him around. And then at the end, Valerie brings the natural lighting. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is so cool. I was really geeky. I was telling my boyfriend, he was like, oh wow. I was like, no, this is really good. <laughs> what sort of, so was there like a decision behind that? Did it just sort of occur? Like you said that this wasn't like your first directing. So it was just amazing. So what sort of came about the lighting decisions? Well, we were very lucky to work with um, Tom Martin, our, our DOP. Um, he, he was just fantastic with us and put a lot of time in, in prep with us. Um, sort of because this was our first film, we, we sort of wanted to, to prep within an inch of its kind of life and yeah. know exactly what we were doing. So, we, you know, so in case anybody asked us a question, we sort of weren't going. To know. Um, <laughs> so that was we, that was our kind of plan. And yeah, lighting wise, I have to say, you know, we 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 spoke. We, we speak mostly in kind of just moods of what we're kind of what we're kind of after and yeah you know um I think when you're working with such a kind of limited space you know it's like it's a room really you've you've, you've got to use those decisions to enhance the story they can't become arbitrary decisions they have to sort of really add to it so yeah I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that and, <laughs> and then also you know we I think the only other big technical decision we made was the the four three that we shot in the kind of yeah. um the, and yeah, that was that was one that we, we came to quite late, didn't we, Tom? We sort of were thinking the other way for a long time. Yeah, I, that saved, saved us with production design because we didn't have to design as wide <laughs> yeah. as we were the scope. Um, so yeah, we 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 kind of. I, 
know it, it felt in our heads like we were doing something really bold or whatever but like it it, it, it isn't that but it was more like we wanted to choose like the aspect ratio that was gonna that was gonna sort of fit the form of the film yeah. best and I think after speaking with as Ross said, Tom, the DP, about it, um, we we wanted to choose something that was going to trap, feel, make the character feel a bit more kind of um, enclosed, and that is what that that um, aspect ratio does. It's also very good for singles. Like it's a very like it's a, it's it's a very like good aspect ratio for singles, and, and because the whole film is just him and his yeah. face, you know, it's a lot of that. So like it was it was good from that point of view as well. Um, and it just, yeah, I just think, and it also has a slightly vintage feel to it just naturally because it, it kind of evokes all of the older um, sizes of television screen and all that kind of thing. So it was it was good for that kind of working on on lots of different um, planes as well. And then just the added bonus of, it just meant that we didn't have as much to, actually, <laughs> um, to point a camera at. But then, uh, yeah, I mean, our production designer, Rachel Denning was like, she brought uh, enough stuff to, production design that room about 15 times over so I'm sure we would have been fine anyway. That was another one of my questions the production design you know everything about Roy before he's even said a word the brown the little trinkets all the the photos it feels like so familiar you feel like he's a member of the family you've known him for years and it makes it more heartbreaking just through the set design because you know who this man is you know what's gone on and so could you talk a little bit more about that, about sort of the decisions, like sort of what you chose to put in and what you chose to leave out? Yeah, well, so so where we, where we shot was a, a sort of an Airbnb, you know, like a, a real house, a real cottage. Um, and we really, we say this a lot, but we must have looked at like every Airbnb in <laughs> the, the county that we shot in. Um, because we, we sort of we, we wanted to film quite close to where David lived as well in Stratford yeah. to sort of not make him have to travel too much. So we had some nice parameters and we we found this place, this Airbnb, and kind of straight away it, it felt like, you know, Roy's little hovel kind of <laughs> quite dark place. Um, and, and then, yeah, it was just about sort of uh, adding adding to that from there. You know, you had a lot there in terms of the colours and stuff. And then... As Tom says, Rachel, Rachel Denning, our, our production designer, brought a whole lot of stuff and it was just, you know, us sort of making a plan um, as to what felt really Roy. And, and I think there's like those um, like four massive shelves beside him <laughs> that sort of we had to, you know, fill in there, there and, and shot a lot. So it was just sort of, um, yeah, making that making that plan and spending a bit of time in on the day before the shoot, sort of getting that all together. It works so wonderfully. That shot of the little porcelain trinket made me get tears in my eyes because it felt like it was my grandparents. Like it really- I've got them, they're just up there. Man. Oh my they're God, what amazing keepsake. Honestly, I saw it and I was like, oh my God, it was so amazing. Well done, Rachel. I loved the production design. Sort of moving on to a bit more of a lighthearted question. The interactions between Roy and Kara are just fantastic. Like every single one seemed to outdo itself. I absolutely lost my mind when they were playing battleships. Like, <laughs> do you have a favourite one? Like which one of yours, like their antics is your favourite? My favourite is um, there, there's a bit where basically Roy is is complaining about the bin collection oh, yeah. service in the in his street. And she, Kara, kind of challenges him to write a letter to his MP. 
and um he uh, it's it's the little section where he's then he's written the letter <laughs> and he's kind of standing underneath the lamp reading it to him and it's like there's a little it's a little sort of jokey line and david was just yeah he just it was I think I don't think we that that whole section when we were doing that kind of section where they're going through all the things it just was one of those bits in the day where you've like run behind on time and so we were moving through it so quickly that I didn't really get to appreciate the time and then when we got into post I was just I just found myself really just chuckling away he was just yeah really nailing all of those comedy bits so that that's probably my one what's yours Ross? Oh I I love um his Mozart when he's doing the sort of genre music and just just David's sort of dancing that he gives is just um yeah it's brilliant yeah because he had to do that yeah yeah he's he's he's, and we also we played the sort of because Cara plays him her music through the phone first and we we cut that early but David really I mean he really got into it he was giving (laughs) it the big the big bop and stuff and dancing away so he's yeah he started rapping a bit on set as well, didn't he? So he, is, he he's honestly, a musical oh my man. god, musical. David! <laughs> that was one of the that was one of the first things he said when we met him in Stratford. He said that he's he's in a band. He's like the front front man of a wedding band, which is yeah. amazing. I feel like what I have doing? to have David at my wedding now. This sounds amazing. I want him to rap my first dance. He is. <laughs> he's the coolest guy. He also he was wearing a jacket. And he just sort of mentioned halfway through that it was like a jacket that Jack Savaretti had bought him because <laughs> he did a he did a Jack Savaretti music video, so he's he's That's he's cool. a really cool dude, yeah. What an amazing man! And his, his lovely gorgeous. little northern accent in this made it feel mm. all the more homely as well. He mm. just seems so incredible. What an amazing Roy! Like it's so so good. Um, just sort of one final question about Roy: How did COVID affect the production? The sort of pandemic did it affect you at all did you come out a bit unscathed what was it like for you guys as sort of filmmakers well thinking back actually um it was it 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 was difficult I mean largely because um Dave you know David's an an older gentleman Mm. like you know there's a lot of responsibility there because for the for the when he's acting he can't have a mask on and all that kind of stuff and so um we we kind of kept the crew to like a skeleton what we what you know just what we needed um and we managed to shoot it just in a little window in between the sort of first lockdown and then we kind of came out of that first lockdown for like yeah. a month or whatever it was and then we went in back into another one and it was just in that window of time that we were able to shoot because i think i think like a week after we wrapped we went into another lockdown and we wouldn't have been able to do it so that was like fortuitous and then but then the, the actual just the process of things like it was it, it kind of slowed things down I think everyone's got masks on it's quite mm-hmm. difficult it's loud you know to try and get to try and deliver direction and stuff like that when you can't like you know, I think we probably rely on seeing people's mouths moving a lot more yeah you do um and so all of that kind of stuff but we were but again just because I think you know our first film as you know uh, as directors on the set we wanted to make sure that all of the, the precautions and everything were being taken so we did get through it unscathed there was there were no problems or anything like that and nobody nobody caught it or anything like that so that so that's good but um yeah it's it's all we know it's all we've know we've we've we've, we've shot another film since as well and that was all just during you know obviously during, been during the pandemic as well so one day we'll shoot a film where people aren't wearing masks <laughs> yeah. on set, but it's not not for now it's such a strange world now. A lot of the filmmakers I've been talking to, I've spoken to such a wide range and half of them, you know, have been doing it for years and sort of it's been such a stunt creatively, but then other people wrote their first film in lockdown and then got to film it and it's sort of been the exact opposite. And it's such a weird 
moment in history for creatives where half of us are really struggling and the other half are like this is great I have time to write so it's yeah. such a strange I always like to ask because I think it's such an important thing to talk about because it's affecting everyone so thanks for sharing that it's really interesting especially with David as well I hadn't even thought how difficult that must have been to sort of shoot and keep him safe so yeah thank you yeah yeah and I have one final question for you how excited are you for the Norwich Film Festival? I mean, you better be pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> We're absolutely buzzing. But honestly, it's it's it, no, it's it's really brilliant to be to be nominated as well. It's just so unexpected, and and to be along. I mean, the program such fantastic films. So to be a part of it is just um. And the yeah, program design, whoever designs the program, it's unreal. <laughs> it's so, it's so it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Well, you are rightly deserved for Best British Film. I can't wait to see it screened as well. I loved Roy. Thank you so much for talking to me. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. Thanks for Thank having me. Thank you so us. much. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Norwich Film Festival podcast. This year's festival is running from the 12th to the 21st of November with our online streaming platform finishing at the end of the month. Make sure you go and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram, or you can keep up to date with all things Norwich Film Festival on the Norwich Film Festival website. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Neve Brook, and I hope you enjoy the festival.